Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And today, we go back to the paranormal as I have a real-life exorcist. Not kidding. Rachel Stavis is really an exorcist. And wait till you hear her stories about some of the entities she's encountered, why she calls them entities in the first place. She's talking about when she first realized she could speak with things that are not of this world, not just ghosts and dead people. She's talking about how she became an exorcist and why it's got nothing to do with religion or the church. Put the movie out of your mind. This is real life exorcism. She's talking about some of the harder cases and some of the dangers she's personally encountered. It's a fascinating, uh, eerie, uh, supernatural conversation and we're going to jump in with rachel uh it's pretty chilling actually and she's a very very cool uh cool chick and um great story and very eerie but before we get in with rachel let me tell you why i've been able to get in uh, and jump around on stage on fozzy's recent judas rising tour of course i'm giving a lot of that credit to ddp yoga i'm healthy limber injury free thanks to those amazing workouts everyone in Fozzie was doing ddp yoga on this past tour and you know we'll be doing it this week after our big performance at the download festival uh this weekend uh, all we have to do is continue doing that ddp yoga and we stay nice and ready to rock uh, don't forget sunday morning 11 a.m we're kicking off the main stage at download so if you're up all night partying and drinking don't miss out on Fozzie this Sunday at 9 a.m. We are going to be rocking thanks to DDP Yoga. Um, we've been doing it on this tour, and we've been going to continue to do it uh, on our phones, um, backstage, uh, some of the venues and the hotel rooms, all because of the DDP Yoga Now app, like I said, on our phones. And DDP Yoga can and will help you as well. It's more than just a workout program. It's truly a healthier way to live and to stay in shape. Uh, and like I said, the app lets you do the workouts anytime, anywhere, any place, right from your smartphone or tablet, talking about the uh, dressing rooms backstage, talking about in the arena, if you have time before the show, talking about outside uh, in the grass. I like to do it on the lawn, you know, find a secluded place in a hotel room. I am moving and I am grooving using the DDP yoga anywhere you want to do it on your smartphone or tablet. App is also loaded with nutrition tips, cooking tips, and tools to track your progress. And right now, DDP is giving you 20% off the 
DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY related match when you go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of the deal that DDP is offering you. 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all related match at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's 20% off hats, t-shirts, yoga mats, heart monitors, so much more. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best physical and mental shape of your life and go do it today. Change your life with DDP Yoga. I know I did it. It works. I guarantee it. This this is Talk is Jericho. Okay, so um, I was in town in Los Angeles a few months ago, and I went or weeks ago, whatever it was. And I went to the Rainbow to kind of hang out, and I met some friends of mine there, mutual friends, the Soska sisters, yep. amazing directors, and they introduced me to Rachel Stavis who is here with me now, and said, uh, oh, she's a writer, and she's a this, <laughs> and, that, and she's an exorcist. And I was like, what? And you're actually a very pretty girl as well, so it's like, like this pretty, it's so almost nice. like a movie, like, <laughs> she's an exorcist? <laughs> it's really bizarre. Most people expect a priest or, you know, someone really old and scary. <laughs> uh, but hilariously, though, some people... We'll get. We'll probably get into it, but some some people are really afraid of me. It's really weird. <laughs> why, and why is that? I don't know. It's like a, a weird energy thing. Like mm-hmm. especially men. Like a lot of men are really afraid. <laughs> of just, Super weird. Of just of what you do, or because of your. Sometimes they don't even know. I think it's just an energy, some weird energy thing. Like you know, I kill demons just comes <laughs> off me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it comes out of my pores. Well, guys are intimidated sometimes by by girls by their looks to begin with, and then they find out you're an exorcist as well. They're like, well, what chance do I have? <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it's kind of a strange thing because like when you say like, I've been looking for a while for an exorcist for my show or a demonologist or something like that oh, because cool. I mentioned earlier that I have a lot of paranormal guests on my yeah. show, and I have a, I had a a, um, a girl a paranormal investigator called Amy Bruni. She does a lot of stuff for you know TLC, and I think she was on Ghost Hunters, those type of things. Cool. She knew a demonologist, and I said, well, can you? ask I can't remember if it was a girl or a guy if you do the show it's like he's not allowed like the church won't let him oh yeah must have been a catholic thing yeah yeah and um it's interesting because what i do um you know people ask me all the time is it like religious or are you like a specific faith and no it's not religious at all i work with all faiths and i actually work uh oftentimes with people who have been turned down by the church Um, Because, you know, the church goes through a very different set of rules and regulations than I do to take Mm -hmm. somebody. And, you know, they have um, people who have to see things in a certain way, you know, like here's the checklist and here's the things. And, you know, you have to fit the whole bill. And if if you do great, we can take you. Otherwise, whatever. Right. You know, and that's if they're even admitting they're doing exorcisms at all. (laughs) Right. So there's that. too. It's kind of like a, a secretive thing. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think this is kind of the time where it's becoming a little more public because mm. even myself, I only I only went public with this like this year. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't. Uh, it was actually a really weird story. I I have been doing this privately, let's say word of mouth, whatever, for years of my life now, mm-hmm. and people know to come to me just because they've come, and so then someone else will contact me and say, I, you know, this person said they went and it was really helpful, and so I'd like to come and whatever, or I have a kid, or I have you know whatever mm-hmm. it is. 
And so I just did it that way for a long time because I write horror for a living. I, you know, I'm a right. writer for a living. I don't do exercises. And you have quite a few published books as well. Yeah, like I do yeah. all right. I do yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't complain. Now that's under the name. Is that under R.H. Yes, Davis? Yes, yes, right. exactly. So I've been doing that a long time. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't doing this for like work or anything. It was just something that I could do. So I was doing it. And then um, I ended up selling a film and was at the production company's Halloween party last year, not this year. And uh, they were introducing me as their resident exorcist, ha-ha, hilarious, to people because they thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. And one of these people, he ended up asking me like a million questions and wanted to talk all night. So I'm used to that. So I'm like, okay, I'll answer all your questions. And at the end of the night, he was like, and so I work for NPR. Would you mind if I do this story? And so they actually broke the story. And uh, ever since then, it's been crazy with the book coming out and all that, you know, all, mm -hmm. a bunch of other things. But yeah, so now it's very public or it's getting, I should say, very public. Is it public. weird? Is it like, um, and I'm not saying this to be a smart ass, like, is it like coming <laughs> out of the closet to where it was kind of a hidden thing and now you're ousted? And is it yes. kind of a little bit strange at first where everyone's like, oh, you're an exorcist? Oh, it's like, still strange. Like people are still so... I like mean, me. <laughs> I, you know, obviously, like it's a weird thing. I don't, you know, whenever, even doing the, the so with the book that's coming out with um, HarperCollins, which What's is... What's it going to be called? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. We're calling it Possess Yourself right now. But it's we like an autobiography? Yeah, like okay. a memoir. Like, uh, and, and also um, we'll go over um, a few things about, you know, if you think potential, like how to identify maybe if you do have attachments and what to do about them if you can't, you know, find me. <laughs> if you can't come to me. Yeah. Here are some things that you could do. And that's that's with Day Street. And they're awesome over at HarperCollins. Um but yeah, it's it was like coming out of the broom closet. That's what I always say. Like I came out of the broom closet. Someone outed me. Right. Yeah, and it is weird because, you know, there are always going to be people who are so fascinated and really cool with it. And some people just think you're delusional. Of course. <laughs> you know, and I always... But that's always the nature of that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, but, but even like for me as a, as a wrestler, a lot of people think it's cool. Other people just think, oh, it's just fake bullshit. You no, know? it's awesome. I think it's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. But that's what I mean. You're always going to get that polarity when you do something that's a little bit outside of the box, Absolutely. I would say. Yeah, you know? for sure. And then the interesting thing, though, is even skeptics... When we really get into it, when we really start talking about the stories of the things that I've done or, you know, um, things that they've experienced or or the way that I speak about it, they start going, well, I don't know. That sounds pretty logical. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they can't even the, the person who did the interview for NPR, his name was Colin. Um, he actually asked to sit in, which I'd never allow. But the person who was uh, receiving the exorcism, she's an actress named Christina Klebe, she was okay with it. And so we all did that together. And he was coming at it from a complete skeptic's angle. He was like, I don't believe in this at all, but mm. for fun, I'm just going to, you know, whatever. And uh, by the end of it, when he actually put the article uh, out there, he was like, there are some things that I totally couldn't... Can't explain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's from someone who's like, absolutely no, this doesn't exist. And, you know, I always say like, it's not, that's not my job to make you believe it or not believe right. it. You know, it is what it is. Like, But I always say that like, you know, even if you are a complete skeptic against anything like that, believing in God, believing in UFOs, believing in demonic possession, whatever. Sure. You have to be very arrogant to think there is nothing else in this world other than us. Exactly. You and I sitting in this studio and nothing else around. It seems to me that such a narrow-minded, arrogant view to have. It is so. Right? That's exactly what I say. Because I'm like, how do you know? You don't know. Sure. Like you, 
microwaves you don't see them with your eyes they still exist you know exactly radio that's waves, right it exists that's <laughs> like, right yeah, you yeah, know? yeah you can't say well i don't see it you know because mm-hmm. they always people are always like if i can't see it it must not be and it's right. like okay well there's a lot of shit you don't see uh, yeah <laughs> that you can't understand that you can't explain exactly and i think people also at least in my case you know um when people are skeptics it's usually because they're afraid mm-hmm. because if they have a very narrow world view and then they take this in and they go, okay, well, maybe that's something that exists. Then they have to change the entire way they think. And mm-hmm. I think it's just too scary for people yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, to, to, you know? to believe in something that, like you said, that's not in front of your face. Yeah. But well, even say some of it's actually really nice to believe in. Like everyone can talk to people who've passed. Mm-hmm. Everyone can talk to guides. They don't believe they can, but they can. You, you, know? so you, say, you say everybody has the capacity to do that? Yeah. They need a conduit like you to help them? I don't think so. Hmm. I believe that they can. I think people have you know, uh, high beings talking to them all the time, like as intuition or what, you know, however people take that in, but then they dismiss it because they think it's their own thought. You know what I mean? Mm. So they're just like, "Eh, that's not me. That's just me. But oftentimes it's actually not. And if people just allowed that in more, they'd be able to hear from their deceased loved ones. They'd be able to do a lot of things. Open your mind, right? Yeah. See the signs everywhere, Mm. you know? Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Talk is Jericho. Let me ask this. You mentioned earlier before that you said like the exorcism that you do is different from like a Catholic church. What is the the definition per se of an exorcism within the Catholic Church in comparison to, to what you do? I guess what are the differences? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, they're coming obviously from a religious angle. They're mm-hmm. coming from a place where Jesus essentially can drive things out and God can drive things out, and that's not necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually true. That's absolutely true. But with me, I work more. I believe what I do is more of a science. Hmm. than uh, religious. I would say it's spiritual, absolutely, because I do work with high beings and I do all that good stuff, the same that they do. It's just uh, not with that religious theme involved. So, um, you know, everything's kind of what? A pseudoscience before it's a science. So, you know, for me, who, who's putting money into figuring out if this is yeah, accurate right, or right, not? Right. Nobody, right? They're like, man, whatever it is, it is. So, But it is a science for me. So, entities that's that's essentially what i work with i don't work with the deceased i'll do sometimes for people but that's not really what i do because believe it or not the dead are very chatty they love to talk really oh god yeah there's time for that yeah <laughs> how, how, how are the dead talking they just talk like, like they, they send hear? messages or they send words or they they actually talk to you yeah all the time um through what they just in, out of thin air hey what's up yeah they just appear as I mean, entities, as no, no. So the the deceased people are separate. Mm-hmm. They are people who've been people who will probably be people again. You know, they're always people mm-hmm. most of the time. People, <laughs> as far as my brain knows, I yeah, don't know. Right. Um, but entities are what people call demons. Okay. Uh, the only reason I don't call them demons most of the time is because that's a really general term for a lot of different things. Um, like leeches, for example, you know, like leeches suck your blood and they will drain you dry. But are they demons? No, mm. <laughs> they're leeches. They're feeding. 
some entities are the same. Some entities are not malignant. They're just, I'm here and this is what I do. And until something pushes me out, I'm going to keep Demon doing. has an evil connotation to it. And you're saying that all of these things are evil? Not malignant. Okay. They're all like low frequency. So, so this gets back to the science of it. So, you know, as everything in the world, uh, we emit uh, energy, frequency, vibration. And whether you think that's like the most fairy thing to say or not, it's the truth. Like we do, right? right. And I'm, I should say, you know, looking at me, you can tell I'm not peace, love, and light. Like <laughs> I'm not like fresh like a summer day. You know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> I'm, a, I look like Satan's girlfriend. So you know, black hair, long hair, <laughs> right, skull, very goth. skull rings and stuff. Yeah, goth <laughs> like super rock chick. Right? Yeah, it's a rock chick. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the I'm the lightest, darkest person ever. So, mm-hmm. but but I don't speak to people in those terms. I don't come around like looking like a like cute, you know, barefoot hippie. That's just mm-hmm. not how I work. But uh, we do. We emit frequency. Every single thing does, right? That's just science. And it's very difficult for people to constantly be emitting a very high frequency. Like, we're super happy. Everything's great. Life is beautiful. Whatever. This is a difficult world to do that in, where a lot of things are very quick and very disappointing and hard. And, you know, Mm. people have to do a lot that they don't want to do just to get by. And so it's difficult. And if you take that in with you know, um, traumatic experiences, which everybody, you know, has, unfortunately yeah. From time has, to time, yeah. right? Some kind of trauma, whether it's a huge trauma or a little trauma, doesn't matter. We all take that in differently. It lowers our frequency. Hmm. So what we start to emit from ourselves is lower. It just is, right? Because we don't, we don't live in a society that respects the spiritual being. You know, if your dishwasher is broken, you fix it. If mm-hmm. your car isn't running, you fix it. If your brain, like if you're depressed, you take a pill. And that's not to say I don't think pills are great. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, sometimes it's other things and we just don't take those things in. Like they don't go, hey, maybe you need to like go and retreat for four days in the woods somewhere Mm. and fix yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't really do that that much unless, you know, you're a privileged person. You get to do that all the time. (laughs) You're like, I need my spiritual retreat. But most people don't get to do that. Right. They don't just get to follow the Dalai Lama around. (laughs) So. You know, we don't really take that in as a society and go, this is a real thing that we need to do. We just try to to uh, fix it physically, always fixing it physically, change our brain chemistry, change our body chemistry. We exercise, we do you know, change the food, whatever. And that's all great, but that's not the whole story, mm-hmm. you know. And so we don't fix the high frequency, low frequency issues. Hmm. We stay in traumatic space. We don't pull that trauma out. We don't release the trauma. And when that happens, there are lower beings, however you want to look at it, we'll, we'll say demons for now, right? Mm-hmm. That see that and and like... Uh, oh, wow. It's like... Um, you know how mosquitoes, like, they see in the infrared, they're looking for the bloodiest person? Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. And with entities, and I will say this, too, just side note, movies and TV get it wrong all the mm-hmm. time, which is why I'm now working on exorcism things in movies and television to try and fix as that. As an expert sort of thing? As a or as a writer. As a writer, gotcha. And as, you know, as that as well. Right. But, you know, trying to go, okay, let's actually put something on the screen that looks right. Yeah. Um, you know, for once. We'll just <laughs> do mm-hmm. that one time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, they have a very specific energy signature, every single different type of entity. And so they're looking for the match. 
and then you show up and you're the match. That's why an entity can't jump from person to person to person like they always do in movies. Like, oh, nobody be in there because it's going to go from the demon's going to be cast out or need a place to go. Well, it would like a place to go, hmm. but it doesn't mean it can actually just go in you. <laughs> there are barriers to those types of things based on energy and based on frequency. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really different. Really, have than got it down are. to the science. Yeah, it's that's exactly how it works, and I, I, I only know this because, and this is like the weirdest aspect of me, I think, for people to handle, and it's weird for me too, I guess, because I thought everybody could do this. When I was a kid, I could see entities with my eyes, and I still do. I actually see them visually. Wow. So I was that kid who was like, there's a monster in the closet. There's a monster under the bed. And someone would come in and be like, there's nothing in here. And I, they'd leave and it would still be there. Wow. Um, and I learned very quickly never to discuss it. I never told anybody I could do it. I didn't discuss it with my family. Like, I didn't discuss it at hmm. all because it was, like, not acceptable to... No, like, it's not. It's right? not. It's yeah. just, you'd be just a crazy kid. What were you seeing? Like, what do they look like? There's many different kinds of entities. But you... Uh, <sighs> Are you familiar with, do you remember, I mean, there are so, there are a lot of people who do actually, but um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Do you remember that book? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah remember yeah, those right. visuals? Yeah. They look a lot like that. Wow. The original, the original. Yeah, just kind of real creepy, weird looking. Very different. Each different entity is creatures, different. Yeah. You know, they're different. Like I've, I've named them all <laughs> um, because there's no handbook yet. Right, so well, I'm working on it. <laughs> you could be the first. Yeah. Give me so, a couple names. Um, I call the ones that most people... So also a side note too is that um, the church, the way they think of possession and attachment is very rare. It's actually not rare at all. Like 90% of people have had attachments through mm. their lives. They just don't know. Because most of them are not what I call movie style entities, which are like, you know, what you see in movies where you're like, oh, that's for sure going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are more subtle situations going on for people than that. But the ones that most people have, I call Clives because they look like Clive Barker drawings to me. <laughs> right. I named them cute things. Um, <clears throat> and there's a whole, you know, like a species of them. That but looks like the Clives. They're all the same looking roughly. They look like um, weird little blobs. And uh, they attach to people usually through the back of the head. Wow. I know it's so creepy. And sounding. you can see this? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that is creepy. And they, what those ones do is they amplify things. Um, they, those, are, those are the ones that are the least dangerous and most people have them. And it's just, hey, your frequency was like kind of low and these things are kind of on the level where they see that. So um, they do things like, you know, if you uh, are sad, you're depressed, or if you're depressed, you're suicidal. If you're angry, you have rage. Mm. You know, those people who have like, um, it's like an overreaction to everything. It's usually those things. They're that turning it up. That. They're amplifying, like you said. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then there are uh, tricksters, which uh, are much higher on the scale that are a lot more malevolent, a lot more intelligent, where they will show up as something that you think uh, is benign and good, like someone who's passed, mm -hmm. or archangels, or genies. I've had clients come in who had them show up as genies, mm. unicorns, crazy, because a lot of times tricksters tend to attach to children and stay with them. Mm. So they'll come as whatever. To, and what do they do? They do a lot of things, but they, they essentially feed off, they do this, so all of them kind of do the same thing, and what they're doing is they're feeding off emotional energy. So whatever, however low they can get you, 
is what they want. Hmm. So, you know, with something like a Clive, it's not really in control of that, but the worse you get, the better it feeds. Same with all of them, but some of them are more in control of it. So they can force emotions on you, force things to happen around you mm-hmm. so that you, you are constantly in that state. And that's what tricksters do. They will get in to, you know, have you trust them because that's the best thing that they can do. And they'll convince you that they're you you need them, that they're symbiotic, mm-hmm. and they'll stay with you and keep you down and keep things from working out for you and actually can can cause problems in relationships. I mean, they force you to act out a lot. Mm. So that'll keep you in that same loop. Right. And that's how they Those feed. Those are the tricksters. Yeah. What's the worst ones? The worst one is what I call a rum walker. A rum walker? Yep. And that's one that... Um, and these are just the ones attached to people now. The rum walkers actually can be attached to buildings and spaces as well, but it's very rare. Really? It's very rare. Um, there's other things that go in spaces like collectors and a bunch of other things. But rum walkers are the worst of the worst. They're the ones who can kill you quickly. They're the ones who, if it's attached to you, everybody knows. Mm. <laughs> Most people know. Why? Because you're... Bending over backwards, screaming in tongues? Or... Well, it's not quite that bad usually, but there's, you know, those are the ones that can actually do physical harm to you, that can float things around a room, that mm. can put on a show. Levitate or whatever. They can yeah. do all kinds of things like that, but they often don't. And the reason they don't is because, again, unlike what movies show where it's like, this girl on a farm in Iowa all of a sudden was taken over by this major malevolent force. What is the purpose of that? Like, if you think about that logically, it makes no sense. What is the point of that? It goes nowhere. Hmm. You're just going to kill her and that's the end. And you scared five people. Who cares? Right. Those kinds of entities that can do that kind of performance are actually looking for world changers. Those are the only people that they will inhabit. Wow. So is there anybody that comes to mind that... that <laughs> you can't say? I can't say. I've, I've dealt with some, a very few people who have realm walkers, but let's just say Secret Service is outside your door. Hmm. Let's just say. Oh, so that, you're saying the government knows about this sort of stuff? Sometimes. I mean, if somebody is possessed, they're possessed, you know? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like that way. And it's not always government per se. It's just sometimes it's princes. Sometimes it's, it could be anything. When you say the secret service is at your door, you're talking about like the... the because somebody's in... No, because I'm, I'm cleansing somebody. Oh, I got you. Yeah, they're not coming to me like oh, for fun you. times. <laughs> That's what I meant though. Like to take me down. They're no. guarding... Yeah, something like that. So you've actually cleansed some realm walkers. Yes, very, very few. Wow, very few. And there's we're actually there's a docu series that uh, I'm about to embark on. I've never done uh, reality before. I've always said no. Mm-hmm. I was like scary. I don't want people. Well, you're perfect me for it though, right? <laughs> I'm not boring. Like you trust me, I'm much more boring than you think I am. Like nobody wants to see me in Hello Kitty pajamas. You know what I mean? Because I'm the exorcist who wears Hello Kitty pajamas. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which is a reality show right there. Hello. <laughs> right? It's like I'm the person who's like, oh, you have demons? No problem. I'm going in. Yeah, I don't care. It's completely black in there. 12,000 square feet? No problem. I'm g- I'm good. Oh, you have puppies? <laughs> That's me. Like, oh, can I play with the puppies when I'm done killing demons? That would be so great. Um, wow. So, so you're talking about your reality show. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing this docuseries um, actually with the... Um, with the Saskas, uh, the the beautiful, fantastic, talented twins. Yeah, great. Uh, great directing duo. They're yeah. so amazing. And um, we're doing this thing together um, where I go around to various places that are not haunted in the United States, but are actually possessed, demonic spaces. And instead of like going around, you know how they do in ghost hunting shows where they're like, 
Maybe you catch a glimpse of something. Maybe, you know, maybe you get something on film. I'm like, no, when I'm done there, you won't have it anymore. <laughs> so we're going to take it out. I'm going to destroy the demons in the space. Mm. And uh, one of those spaces, I can't say exactly what it is because, um, you know, we have it in the series that we're embarking on soon. But um, one of those spaces is in downtown Los Angeles and it has a realm walker and it, it is a space that has had this thing in it since the 1920s, mm. since it was built. And there have been more murders and more murderers there and weird suicides and really strange occurrences than anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. And because of this one entity. So so when you're talking about all this stuff, and obviously you're a very fearless person because you're talking about a realm walker. <laughs> Only with demons. Everything else that is scary. Me. It's a spider. <laughs> ah! but, but, so how, I don't even know if, if you can even answer this, but how do you kill a realm walker or, or banish it or whatever the proper term is? Uh, it's kind of a lengthy process, especially for a space. So a space is harder than a person usually. I shouldn't say definitively. A space being like a structure, like, yeah. a, like a house or whatever, a well, room, Yeah, because it's usually, like, usually it wouldn't be a house that has something like that. Usually it would be something where a lot of people come through so it can control many people okay, at a time. Some kind of a building. A building, yeah, yeah like, a, like a hotel or a... You know, studio, like okay, where, you know, yeah. where people shoot, you know, those kinds of things <clears throat> where the, you can get a lot of people's energies at one time because otherwise, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. it's just whatever. Um, and those things are usually, I wouldn't say harder, but more time consuming because you have to go through every bit of that space. Hmm. So, for example, I did um, the basement of um, an old slaughterhouse that had been used uh, by the mob many, many years ago where they used to destroy bodies and put them down the drains. And I didn't know that until I went and they started talking because that particular place had what you call a collector. And that is essentially an entity, a demon, whatever, that collects the souls of those who've died there. Hmm. So that when people, when living people come down there, they use those souls to scare the people and take the energy from them. Wow. So it's just this whole crazy, crazy thing. But that place was like 13,000 square feet and it was a basement so it just took me hours and hours to go through every single space. Do you walk up and down? Do you have a a metal detector? (laughs) What do you you use? Just you? Yeah, I mean, so what I do actually is I I, um, bring specific herbs Mm -hmm. um, because there are certain herbs that raise frequency and vibration because that's really what you want to do. What I do is I flood the body, I flood the spirit, I flood the space with high vibration. Mm Mm-hmm. That way the entities are uncomfortable. It pulls the entity out and then I can destroy the entity. Um, And how I do that is complicated. But I go in with my my tools of the trade. Like, you know, here's all the, like frankincense even just for example as just one one Mm. type of thing. That's a, you know, the church uses that obviously too. That's um, something that actually raises frequency in a space. That's not the only thing that does. And I use actually a lot of very poisonous and dangerous herbs <laughs> that I wouldn't recommend, you know, like <laughs> using Belladonna at home. Yeah, like there's some stuff like, you you know, you're going to burn that is not good for other people. But I'm so, I don't know, mm-hmm. immune to it now. It's like, fine, whatever. I can touch it and I'll just wash my hands. <laughs> you know, right. but those things are very high frequency raising things and so you want to go through the space with those things while you um, talk to the entities and cast them out because those are the things that are actually going to do that and obviously keeping myself in that form as well because then they can't there's not that much that can be done to me because you have these 
things in your hands or they ju- I just I don't know okay. I'm, I'm the slayer I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Buffy and so they just can't <laughs> I don't know it's it's just I just I just know how to do it and they just know and it, we just know it's interesting though once again because most most exorcisms or at least the ones that you would see like I envision you walking through a, you know this building but like saying prayers and stuff but you're not saying any of that no stuff prayers. it's a non-religious yes uh, exorcism non-religious casting absolutely out. but I will call in high beings that I work with which are all kinds of different you know take your pick like gods and goddesses that you know people call in um, you know how some people call in like Archangel Michael or call in whatever I will still call in high frequency beings because again like entities I can see them because to me they are also entities but they're high frequency entities hmm. so how I see everything is a diamond shape um, if you can just picture a, like a little squiggly diamond on a paper um, we are the middle of the diamond mm-hmm. and everything beneath us is uh, low frequency and they go in order. So like the the very bottom of the diamond is like your realm walker situation. But it's the same high as well. Hmm. So there are things that are above us that all work in different ways too, like spirit guides, master teachers, archangels, whatever. There, it, it, however you want to see it, it's entity both ways. It's just that the ones below us take from us and the ones above us give to us. So how do you call them in? Text them? I just them, call email? them in. <laughs> I just ask. Come and, they, in. and they just appear? They do because we, we've been doing this a long time. It's not my first rodeo. Right, so, right, uh, you right. know, they're used to it. And, you know, since I was a child, uh, I was seeing them. Right. So I, looking back now, I'm like, oh, they knew. And so they were just waiting mm. <laughs> until I was like, okay, we're ready. So it's almost to do like this. you were born to do this, like for, for yeah. lack of a better word, like the chosen one when it comes yeah. to this sort of thing in a lot of ways. But see, this doesn't. It doesn't surprise me or I'm not like, oh, this is bullshit. Because if you look at everybody, like, for example, Eddie Van Halen, born to play guitar, the greatest guitar player of all time, or Wayne Gretzky in hockey, or Michael Jordan, or whoever it may be, you could be the Wayne Gretzky of of, of this. You know what I mean? And why why wouldn't there be somebody like that? Well, it's it's the right time, too. this, This has been a really hard year for people. You know, 2016 was a big transition year for a lot of people. Politically, economically. I mean, you know, if you look at what's going on in the world and you look at what's going on just in individual people's lives, like even people who've had, you know, great success for the longest time still had hardships this past year. It was just a big year for that. Yeah. So I think this is the time when like someone like me needed to be here. So if you if you can believe in like soul contracts or things, you know, you know, before you come back mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I was probably that person who was like, I guess I'll go, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there are definitely days where I'm like exhausted and don't want to do it. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho. Tell me about the first exorcist that you did. Like, how did you know that you could do this? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just knew. I, yeah, you know, I always could see things. And so when I got older, I learned to try and tune it out. Mm-hmm. Because what are you going to do with this information? Well, like, did it scare you too? Like, did you think like when I'm I was a, a kid, I'm a freak or I'm different? Oh, or... yeah, I still think that. Right, I still think that because, like I said, sometimes 
especially guys, especially guys, will be really weird around me. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Super weird, like really odd. And I'm like, wow, okay, so I'm not a person. You know what I mean? Because it's like human connection doesn't happen. It's not very good for your love life. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, is it hard to get a date when oh, they find out what you do? I mean, I guess it would weed out all the shitty people quick, right? <laughs> yeah. The people who can't handle you, they're gone. At least you would know if you see the ones with the entities attached to them. Oh. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, even just in general, like people are like, I don't know how to be. I'm mm. like, okay, well, then you can't be. <laughs> it's just funny. I mentioned Amy before, Amy Bruni. She had the same issues for the longest time because, you know, <laughs> what do you do? I'm, I'm a paranormal investigator. It's yeah. like you find ghosts. Like, I'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Know? And see, like for me, it's like people might not even know that. It's just I must admit some, like I said, demon hunting out of my pores. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> There's like, confidence, what? though, and a fearlessness that's there, though. Oh, well, Definitely. thank you. No, I appreciate that. I mean, hopefully that. that's attracted to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> plus two, I think if, if I'm ever going to have any kind of entity attached <laughs> to me, I would love to have you uh, there to, to take care of it, right? Right, It's yeah. like dating a masseuse if you have like a <laughs> muscle problem. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. My my relationships before, that, that's exactly it. It's like, you do this? Look at me all the time. Is there something going on? Even friends. There's friends are like, like, look at me. What's going on? Is something going on? And you Tell just want to go have some it. drinks. It's like, guys, I told you I'm not working today oh god it's okay. worse when i have drinks oh is oh god yeah, what, so much what, worse. what's worse so when i if anyone who is a friend of mine like knows that how i unwind from this is i have a drink mm-hmm. right um and i sound like a total alcoholic i'm not at all but i like my wine i like my scotch you know yeah and uh Going to the rainbow you know have a drink have food hang yeah, out yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know people watch but if you really want to know something about yourself, and I'm I'm very guarded, I don't pry. Like I'll never pry into someone's situation mm-hmm. unless or until they they come as a client and they want me to, you know. Because the the thing about me that really freaks people out the most, but not everybody knows this, but I'm going to say it. So now I'm it's going to be worse for me, is that I work in what what I call roots cores, right? So when you come to me, I don't just take entities out of you. I also take old traumas and pains out of the body and mm-hmm. spirit because if you think about it logically, and we talked about, you know, trauma emits frequency, and so that's what attracted the thing in the first place. Well, if I just take the entity out, you're still going to have that low frequency thing going on. Um, so people sometimes come to me even if they think they have no entity, but they had a relationship they need cleansed, somebody's death they need cleansed, um, anything, pa- literal pain, car accidents, things like that mm. out of the body. And I can do that. I can actually take the pain physically out of the body. Really? Yeah, because it's attached to a lot of emotional sensations, and they're kept a lot of times in very specific places in the body. So when people come to me, I don't just see the entity attachment. I can see where the pain is Hmm. stored, and then I pull that out. But I work in cores and roots. I always say it's cores and roots because, you know, I'm not going to see... Your symptom, like when people come, I always go, so why are you here? And they tell me whatever they want to tell me. And I'm actually hearing what their guides are saying. And I'm Mm. like, oh, no, this is why you're here. Um, And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Because I'm not seeing the leaf and the flower on the tree. I'm seeing the roots, you know, so I go straight to the root. And people, what, what makes people uncomfortable about that is usually what's attached to the root of someone is what they believe are the darkest things about them. Whatever is the worst thing I've done. Whatever is the worst thing that's happened to me, those are the things that are attached to roots, and those are the things that I see about people first if I want to. Hmm. So that can be scary for people because it's like all the things that you you know you're trying to hide or conceal from the world. I can see them. It doesn't mean I'll ever say I saw it. 
It doesn't mean you'll ever know for sure because I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's often times that I do. And so um, when I go out and people are like, they want to know something about themselves, they will give me a drink and they'll be like, so, and I, once the filter's off, I'm like, let me tell you all the things about you. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and they're like, oh God, I've had so many um, drinking scenarios, like a dinners at Comic-Con or dinners at conventions or whatever, you know, whatever where people have left in tears because they asked me something and I told them. <laughs> and it's not wasn't to be mean. It's like they were like, how is this going to go? And I'm like, well, if you continue down this path, this is how it's going to go. Wow. And they're like, oh, my God. And they know. You know, they're asking me things they already really know. Mm -hmm. They just want confirmation about stuff. But it's a scary thing. Like, you know, tell me what my problems are. Tell me what you see. And it's yeah. like, if you, see, if, you, if you strike a chord. It, it always does. Because yeah. you're asking me to tell you what I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't ask if you don't want to know is what I'm saying. <laughs> what, so we asked before, what was your first one that you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um you know, for many years, I tried to avoid seeing them. I didn't want to see them. And I would tune it out as much as I could because I just wanted to be a person because mm, I was like, normal well, teenager or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like other people don't see this. I'm I'm obviously weird. So I'm not it's not something I can talk about. Who's going to listen to this? So mm. I'm going to be put in a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> now I may be not. But, you know, before. So I tried to tune it out. I became a writer. I worked in that way. And then Eventually, when I got older, there was really no tuning it out anymore. It just came back full force. And it was really, really hard for the first couple of weeks because all the little tricks I had in my brain, like trying to push things out, didn't work anymore. And then, you know, I'd be driving down the street and the homeless guy who's screaming, like, I can now see what he's screaming at and I can't push that out anymore. You're talking about like a homeless guy just kind of on the side of the road. They're usually talking to themselves yep, or yelling. Yes. At, so you can actually see in certain times what they're yelling at? Yes. And, and that's not even the worst of it. Like sometimes I'll see them and I'll know they're going to die that day or... Really? Yeah. And there's nothing there. It's That's the worst kind of thing because there's nothing you can do. Like there's... What can you do? Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? Like, you can put them in your car and drive them away, <laughs> sort of thing. Like, well, and it's sometimes it's not even just from entity; it's from you know whatever they. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's at that place. What are they yelling at? Different types of entities, wow. whatever they're they're attached to. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like have you ever seen the movie They Live, where yes. they put the sunglasses on, you can see everything, and take right? the glasses. Like you have the sunglasses, and no one else has them. And it's yeah. not always great. Like it sounds like oh, if you I'm think sure about it's it, not. You're like oh, people are always like oh, that's so cool. I'm like yeah, it's cool until you've you know gotten people calling you in the middle of the night for emergencies for children because mm. you know they have a child that is desperate, and the church has said they can't take them because they think they're faking. Mm. You know, or like here comes a grandma who's had this for forty years or, you know, because they were unfortunately raped as a child and this is what brought this thing in. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are like, and that's not even including how draining it actually is for me. I'm sure I was going to ask that. It must be, it must be tiring and spiritually draining and emotionally draining. And... Yeah. I mean, sometimes depending on what it is, I need days to recover. Just I can, yeah. days, you know, depending, not always. Sometimes I'm like, I got this, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's like, oh, that was harder than I expected. It, it, once again, I'm in a in a TV mode right now. The <laughs> other one thing is Stranger Things, yeah, where the 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 whatever she is a the conduit she's making she's doing all this energy expanding the energy to drive people like across yes. the room and then she's bleeding afterwards out of her nose it's, and just kind of down and out it's a lot like that 
Yeah. Like it really is a lot like that. I'm not always bleeding out. Um, mm-hmm. Not always. Somewhere, occasionally. Really? So physically. Oh, it's it's like running marathons, which is why if you look at me, you would not think I don't ever exercise and I eat pizza <laughs> and drink scotch. I really do, and I, that is my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't. I, that is so much exercise for me hmm. that it really is like you know. Back in the day, I used to run track. And uh, it's like that now. Like, Mm. I'll be done with this, you know, performing an exorcism. And I will be like, I just worked out all day long and I and you're so hungry oh, and you're wow. so like you yeah, have yeah. to eat everything <laughs> everything you're like where is the food I need mm. all the food and some days I'll marathon it where I'll take three or four or five people at a time because it's actually easier to do five people in one day than it is to do five days of people building up your callus so yes. to speak right yeah yeah because if you do one a day for five days that's so much worse for you how do you charge people like do you decide on their case or is it like 50 bucks no matter what i actually don't charge people wow yeah because it it's kind of amusing when when uh, npr did the story they they made it sound like it was my business so a lot of the uh, negative backlash because i love to read my negative comments i never i never post on them but i'm like let's see i'm i yeah. know i'm gonna How have like, today? the worst comments in life <laughs> like all the death threats yeah, in the right, world yeah. you know so i'm like ready let me see them they're fun <laughs> Um, but one of the things that they lots of people harped on were like, uh, oh, she must be the greatest con artist of all time, charging all this money mm. to see famous people to do. Because, of course, they also called me like the exorcist to the stars. So they were like, you know, she must be this con artist. And everyone who knows me and everyone who's come to me is like, you're the worst con artist in the world because you don't even charge, <laughs> charge people for money, this. Yeah. Um, I usually do donations. Sometimes mm. people literally, I'm not even kidding, like sometimes people bring plants you know i've been given (laughs) i've been given a car before like it just depends like whatever people want to give they give and it's it has nothing to do with how you know who the person is or what they've got or what they don't Mm -hmm. have it's all individual and whatever it is that is it's all good you know do you know you know because you do a, a different type of exorcism and because you know, now you're getting on the radar have you ever heard anything from the catholic church from the exorcism side of like um, not really, but I'll tell you, I would really love to just because that is something I really am unfamiliar with, you know, mm. um, just as they're unfamiliar with me. And again, movies and TV don't really, you know, like we see an, some of it and I'm sure there are some occasions where it's like, yeah, it kind of went like that. Sure. But, but it would be nice show to business, see yeah. it, you know, uh, in action. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping one day we could work together and, you know, see mm. how that goes. I would love to. I've all my dream is to uh, go to the Vatican. I'd love to. Wow. I would love to. As a as an expert sort of thing. Or I mean, just like, hey, come look around. <laughs> so I'd be like, yes, I would love to I come look around. The se- imagine the secrets there that they know. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it would blow it our minds be amazing. Knew, right? It must be amazing. And, you know, working with high beings and and uh, spirits a lot, believe it or not, you do work with beings like Jesus and you do what you just do. Like, and, and it's not religious in, it, this is so mm. weird sounding for me, but like for, I guess for me, it's old habit. For other people, it must be super strange to be talking about Jesus in that way. But Jesus is a beautiful high being. And so whenever I, whenever people come who are very religious and, and really love Jesus, uh, and I'm a, a lover of Jesus, how can you not love Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, I call him in. So you've worked with Jesus. Yes. That's like, that's Isn't the, he- that's the headline crazy. of the show. So, 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 I mean, okay, and, and, and once again, I am not saying it's crazy. I'm saying like, this well, is I mean, absolutely... I know how it sounds. Like, sure, sure. Sounds... But, well, 
like once again, but... if you don't if you don't buy what we're talking about from the start, you're going to think this is insane. <laughs> of if you do have an open mind like I do, why wouldn't Jesus come help out? But what is he, what, what 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 have you worked on with Jesus? That just, just blows my mind. Just people, you know. Because so is he standing next to you, or they all are? You know, calling an archangel Michael, you can see him. Like yeah, they come in, and and not even just that, but there are a lot of pagan um, goddesses that come in. A lot mm. of it's whoever is comfortable to work with both you and the client, and you know, it's not religious at all. It, if you think about it, just logically for a moment, forget any kind of religion, put it all aside, any beliefs of that. If there are high beings, and the idea is that high beings help you, if there are angels, if there are gods, if there are, you know, sons of gods, and their point is to help you, and that is, that's what they've told you since day one, for mm. the few and privileged to have seen them, they have said, oh, this, I'm writing this down. This guy says he's coming to help us, right? That's that's the goal, and we're supposed to be good to one another. We're supposed to do all these things. Then, of course, logically, if you needed help taking something negative and dark out of a person, those are the people who would come help. Mm. You know, re- forget religion. Because even for the book, I, I'm working with um, this fantastic writer named Sarah Durand. And uh, we I, I don't know if you ever watch BoJack Horseman. I love that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a horse. And he has a, a book writer named Diane. They do the same thing. So whenever I speak to her, I call it bojacking. Like, we're bojacking <laughs> today. But one of the questions that she asked, because she was like, people are going to want to know, like, if someone is of another religion and they come in, would you still call in? Like, would Jesus still help them hmm. if you wanted Jesus to help? Like, if you needed help. Right. Or if you needed pagan goddesses to come in and help them, but they don't believe in that at all. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Right, right, right. Um, would they still do it? And I was like, of course they do. Because hmm. it's not about your belief system. You could come in and believe that this doesn't work at all. I've had so many clients come in, and I can tell you those stories where people have come in and they're like, this is my last resort. I don't believe in this at all. I'm not telling you anything. Mm-hmm irrelevant doesn't matter high beings want to help you just Hmm. like low beings want to take from you Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what your belief system is there either it's too late (laughs) you know like you don't believe in entities like people say that to me all the time i don't believe in demons i'm like that's great that's fine they still believe in you Mm -hmm. (laughs) doesn't make any difference you know like you're not going to stop them from feeding just because you don't believe in it do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This, this is Talk is Jericho. Let me ask you this. Um, have you ever been in a, like a, been attacked or have any kind of violence um, towards you from any of these experiences you've had? Yes, actually, I've had that frequently. Uh, it's not really attacks, though. It's um, visitations. I get visitations. I'll get visitations from entities that are not attached to anyone. So... Entities don't always work in attachment. They're just always trying to find attachment. Doesn't mean there aren't entities walking around that don't have an attachment. And there are also entities that are kind of middle of the road that don't interact with human beings at all. Hmm. Just none. Like they're not high. They're not low. They're just passing through Mm -hmm. wherever they come from. They're Mm -hmm. just going through. And sometimes I'll see them walking through and I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know. What's up? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But 
yeah, like I, I get visitations and the, the visitations are usually from higher, more malevolent or lower, however you want to look at mm. that, more malevolent uh, tricksters or things like that, where they'll come in usually between the hours of three and six because those are the easiest hours for them to, to mm. move through. It just kind of is the witching hours, whatever you want to call it. They come in and they will oftentimes try to get inside me. They'll try to. Um, but I'm so hypervigilant all the time that I I never, even in my sleep, I push them out. Like, hmm. I'm so used to it. I'm just like, no. Hmm. Um, but sometimes they'll actually be pretty frightening. Um, I once had a visitation where I had to put the lights on after because there was just no sleeping after this. But um, it was a trickster, not attached to anyone. And when and the weird thing about tricksters is when they're not feeding off a person, they can't keep a human shape very well. Hmm. So it had one of those faces where the, um, like, if you could think about your, like, favorite horror movies, uh, it was like a more smoky face. It just couldn't keep a, an actual face. Um, and it looked like a man. And it stood right at the side of my bed. And I was facing that direction, <clears throat> trying to sleep. And before they come in, sometimes I'll hear electrostatic, like, popping sounds. And I'll know they're coming before they visualize, you know. So, um it did this. I heard the popping. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what. It's always a crapshoot. You never know what's coming. You're like, oh, just something is great. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. It shows up. It's standing over me. And it ends up uh, trying to get a closer look. And instead of leaning forward like a person, because it's not a person, it leaned all the way sideways. Mm. And it was the most malevolent feeling. And after I pushed it out of the room, I turned the lights on and I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. That's enough of that. <laughs> so you think it came just to mess with you or do they know that you're They're curious, out there, I think. No, they definitely know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when somebody comes to me or when they call me and they're like, I need to come in, that's the first tip off that the entity knows it's going out. So it'll start acting up for the person. Electronic devices will fail. Cars mm -hmm. have broken down on the way to me. Like they know they're going. Mm -hmm. So they're just like last Fighting ditch effort. Can, yeah. <laughs> last ditch effort. Yeah. And the bigger ones and I always know about each other years in advance. Hmm. Just we just do. Uh, they know I'm there and I know they're there and I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Is, do you think there's like is there any type of, of these, you know, even a realm walk or something that could take you out? No. No? You have too much power over them? or There's no way. I don't hmm. believe it for a second. Hmm. Um, and I maybe that's why. <laughs> you know? I've done so many of these now. Maybe thousands. Wow. And uh, I know what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> you your know? powers, right? I know that's what I'm here to do. So if I were able to be knocked out by one, then I wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. I, I just know. And, like, the more, the more you do it, it's so funny. It's, it's like a weird... Um, you know, like the more you, you're out there, the more celebrity status you have or the more, you know, how people are like yeah, climbing yeah, 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 up yeah. there. It's the same thing with entities. Like the more I do, the more entities are like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Stay away, <laughs> right? Yeah. I've even had entities at this point come attached to a client and leave before I start because <laughs> they're like, I'm out. You're like Mike Tyson walking in the ring. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Tell, yeah, I was very surprised. <laughs> tell us about some of the, the more incredible exorcisms that you've done. Is there a few that stand out to you that were just, Wow. Yeah, so uh, one is kind of a heartwarming story, I guess. <laughs> we like heartwarming stories. <laughs> we'll have a nice exorcism story because you don't, you <laughs> don't expect a lot of those, that. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of people come to me when they can't conceive. Hmm. Um, and that's a lot of word of mouth. 
uh, or at least it was, mm-hmm. um, there would be a lot of uh, moms-to-be who wanted to conceive, couldn't conceive, didn't exactly know why or what the problem was, had been checked out by every doctor and just thought, well, maybe it's something else, you know? And I had one client who came to me and she... A lot of the moms to be actually they're they're the ones who come and they're a little embarrassed because they're like just can't be real you know mm-hmm. I don't believe in this but somebody said I should come so I'm coming um, and they do they come because they've tried everything else and they're like in vitro hasn't worked all this stuff hasn't worked anyway so this one woman came and she didn't even want to tell me why she was there because hmm. I always ask people because I want to try and get them comfortable because it's kind of a weird situation sure. you know. And uh, my spirit room is like there's candles and skulls and stuff and masks on the walls. And so they're like, you know, maybe it's not so comfortable for you. So right. we, we have a conversation. But she was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I just want you to do your thing. Hmm. And I was like, OK. <laughs> so I did my thing. I laid her down. You always lay down during these things. And uh, I do all the work around you. And there are points in time where I have to touch you. So I always tell I tell everybody, especially the, the guys, I'm like, just so you know. Hands are going to be on you. Sorry about that. And they're always like, it's all right. Um, But I have to put my hands on you at some points because I have to be able to pull out the things that I see. And those are the ones that are usually the traumas, the pains, you know, those kinds of things. And so for her, I kept going over one specific location, um, which was essentially one of her ovaries. And um, I didn't even know she was trying to conceive or not conceive. I didn't push because she didn't want me to look in there. So, you know, I just looked at what I needed to. I didn't pry. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, she sat up and she was crying. And she was like, why did you touch me so much in this area? And I said the same thing. I said, well, there was a lot of blocks. And, you know, it was very dark visually to me. And so I pull it out till I don't see that anymore. And she was like, I asked this because I've been trying to conceive for two years. First time I'd heard about it. I've been trying to conceive for two years. I have done everything. I've spent, you know, so much money, everything. And doctors have told me that I will never have a child and that that ovary is dead. Hmm. And it wasn't at all. It was entity. Hmm. It was entity. And I said, and an entity caused by traumatic experiences with a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I explained all those things to her. I said, I don't believe that's true. See how you do in the next month or two, you know. Mm-hmm. And she left. And she was like, you know, okay. <laughs> you know, right? understandably. Yeah. And she left and uh, she called me. She texted me. She wanted to come back um, a couple of months later. And I was like, okay. So I saw her again and she said, I just want you to know that I'm pregnant. And it was from that ovary. And I'm just going to keep coming to you through the whole, the whole thing (laughs) just to make sure that nothing goes wrong, which has happened a few times now. And Yeah. That you've Mm -hmm. enabled people to conceive when they couldn't before. Yeah, because it's not, you know, doctors think they know everything and not to poo-poo doctors because they know a lot and I'm not a doctor. I couldn't say I know what they know. Mm -hmm. But there are, again, again, it's that spiritual body situation. We don't take that seriously. And and our minds and how our minds work with our spiritual body, we can block things. We can cause problems. We cause ourselves sickness, you know? Even on a lesser note from this, I had a, a herniated disc about five years ago that Three different doctors said you need back surgery. I didn't want to have back surgery, so I started doing yoga. A friend of mine had his own yoga program. Oh, cool. And the doctors were like, well, do what you want. And after three, <laughs> mo- three months, cured, completely gone. Wow. Oh, a, my gosh. Right. But I believed it. 
Yes, I it, it makes work. a huge difference. And I think you're the same thing. If you believe it can help, it will help you because it's not always as cut and dried like we said earlier. If you can't see it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, and you know, I've had a lot of women, of course, understandably, again, leave my presence and go, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Those doctors told me this is going to happen. Uh-huh. And it does. And same thing for addictions. Mm. Uh, sometimes addictions are entity-related as well. Can you help with that as well? All the wow. time. And the other thing people uh, don't really get to that, that comes in often is that, you know, one of the things that the church always does, their, what they're looking for is if it's someone with mental illness— it's not possession. So if it's someone mm. with mental illness, we can't do an exorcism. Right. But mental illness and attachments go hand in hand. They're not mutually exclusive. Mm. Because think about it again. If you are emitting low frequency because you're having some kind of mental illness, mental issue, you can get attachments. Sure, sure, sure. sure right, so right. I actually end up seeing a lot of people who bring to me those people who've been diagnosed schizophrenic, diagnosed with a lot of things. And it doesn't mean that they're not. You know, it's not a cure-all. It's not that. But sometimes you have things in there that are making things worse for mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just because someone is schizophrenic doesn't mean they they don't have something and they're not telling you the sure. truth. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Or whatever. So that happens often, too. Um, and then another one that I – another story that I really like – was an emergency where this whole family had this little girl. She was like 10 years old. They called me frantic, uh, word of mouth again. Um, we've been turned on by the church. The The priests say she's faking. We've seen like demons around. Like we've seen faces and things. Like she's basically had, um, you know, uh, words show up on her body and oh, like, you yeah. know, like that kind of yeah, possession. real bad stuff. Yeah. She's not eating. Her, her personality is completely different. Everything is bad. And for children, I'm a, I'm a super sucker. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, bring her right in, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because, God, that would be horrible to have as a kid. And, you oh, know, yeah. a lot of kids have it and don't know. Wow. And it's terrible. Um, so they brought her in. And it was really sweet. Such a lovely family. And there were like so many of them. They were so worried about her. Everybody came. And I do cleansings for people alone, even if they're children, which is a very, um, you have to be very trusting to send your 10-year-old daughter into a room with me alone when you don't even really know what's going to happen. So I always have a conversation with everybody together first. Here's what to expect. Here's what we're going to do, you know, because oftentimes what caused that attachment a child won't want to talk about in front of everybody else too you know maybe they don't feel good about it and for me because i can see those things um that are going on inside them they don't have to tell me anything i can tell them this is what happened this is what's going on so they don't have to say those things that are really difficult even Mm. for adults i can see why you're here i can tell you what happened in your life and why this thing is there you don't have to talk to me about it Mm mm-hmm you don't have to even – I don't even Once need again, you to validate you it. it. Yeah. You don't need to validate right. it. You, like, you don't it. have to do anything. Um, so with her, uh, she had had a trauma in which she felt responsible because, you know, kids always feel responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't really – there was an accident that happened that she was involved in, but she took that right in. That's this, like, sweet little girl and could, just could not forgive herself. And that's what caused the attachment in the first place. Mm. So what I did was I told her, this is what the attachment is. It's You're not crazy. You're not mm. faking it. I can see it, you know. So, you know, because I can't imagine telling a 10-year-old girl she's faking right. that. I mean, why Why would you want to? 
Um, and she was not. <laughs> but then I, I told her we're going to give him a name, you know. And so we did. We gave him a name. And she had a yeah, one of the things that she had was a Clive because you can have multiples at the same time, too. So we talked about the Clive a lot. I was like, you know, that's Clive. <laughs> He's little. You're much bigger than him. You're much stronger than him. So we're going to work together to push this out today. And once she had that, and once she knew that, A, somebody believed her, and B, right. she could identify what it was, that she wasn't crazy, and people believed, you know, that, okay, like, here's an adult person saying this is actually happening, mm-hmm. you know, understood exactly what happened to her and could recite to her this is what happened and knew that we were taking it out. It was, like, the most empowering thing mm-hmm. for her. And then when she left... I was like, please keep me posted. And it's been years now, two years now. They still keep me posted. They're still like, it was like night and day. She left like a different person. She's totally herself again. Everything is better. And it's still that way. Wow. Yeah. So that's a pretty good placebo. That's what it is. A couple uh, last questions. Has there ever been anybody that you couldn't help? There are people I won't help. Because? I won't help anyone who doesn't want it done. Hmm. So oftentimes people will call me and say, I want my son to come in. I want my this to come in, but they don't want to come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't do that. And I don't do that because I can still take it out. But what is the point? Because you're just going to want something back in. Hmm. So it's kind of a waste of. So it's kind of like an alcoholic who doesn't want to. You got to be get ready. Sober. Yeah. You got to be wow. ready. Gotcha. People who have a symbiotic or be- believe they have a symbiotic relationship with their entities will sometimes come back three times before they're really ready to let it go. Hmm. You know, because they'll be like, "I got it out. And I felt great for a day, but then I felt so empty, and then I then something else comes in." They're hmm. like, "Great, right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm going to come in then." And you're like, "Okay," <laughs> and then everything goes shit again. And yeah. you're like, "You know what? I think I did this." <laughs> you know, yeah. they just keep coming back. Uh oh. So you won't help people who don't want to be helped? Is yes. That, and that, is that the only category? I have a very difficult time helping people who have gone from thought to action. Meaning? So, in other words, if I've thought about doing something horrendous, oh, like I, gotcha. I thought about murdering someone and now I've actually done it, that's a different story because there are some times where entity, the entity that someone carries is keeping them at bay. Mm. Because some people are just that. They're just that. Wow. So it's actually keeping them from being from worse. being really evil or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Some some people, unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a beautiful, again, peace, love and light idea to believe that everyone's just great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just misunderstood. Are, yeah, right, right. No, that's actually not true. There wow. are just people who are awful They that are just that way, yeah. came in that way and stayed that way. Then there are people who fight that and work hard and change who they are you know there are people who come in that are angry and you know have bad childhoods and but they become amazing people hmm. you know because they fight through that and they they go towards that nirvana you know yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, is yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that you know becoming conscious but there are people who are worse than unconscious that you know unconscious you're just walking around like well, whatever life but there are people who are very consciously the other way. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good situation. Wow. Because then if I take it out, I don't know. It's not really going to help it's anything. Like you're taking the cork out of a bottle and kind of the yeah. genie, right? So those are the two things I don't do. If someone wants their child to come to me, their child has to agree Want to come. do it, right? Yeah. And same for everyone. Everyone. If, if you're telling me your sister who's mentally ill, you know, needs to come, well, I need to hear from her that she mm-hmm. wants to come. You know, do you uh, what do you figure? I mean, we've been talking a lot about kind of the other world and the afterlife and stuff. What do you think happens when when you die? 
Well, I know you uh, you definitely continue to exist because I talk to deceased people all the time. And uh, that's, like I said, I, I'd rather I like working with demons because demons are sneaky and they're quiet. They don't want to be found. <laughs> they're like, I'm in here. Don't look at me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't look at me. Wow. I mean, I've even had, you know, when I'm in public places, I try to turn it off. I still try to turn it off. You know, you don't want to be at like <laughs> right, a concert right, right. going with the shit. <laughs> um, and I, I used to go spinning a lot. And there was this one woman in my spin class who was perfectly lovely who I just had a negative feeling around all the time. She never even interacted with me. And I was like, I don't know why, like, you know, because I was turning it off. And she always picked the bike in front of me, of course, all the bike in front of me every day. And one day while she was doing the bike in front of me and her ponytail's going everywhere, you know, she's looking ahead and a face came out of her neck and oh. turned around and looked at me. And I was like, oh, that's why. That's why. Oh, she was staying away from you. That that entity yeah, was like, yeah. I see you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, of wow. course, of course. Wow. Yeah. I'm almost afraid to ask, do I have anything attached to me? <laughs> I don't know if you want to ask that while you're recording. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been uh, very, very cool talking to you. This well, thank is very you so much stuff. for having me. It this was so great. much fun. From a random meeting at the uh, at the Rainbow. What the things you do at the I Rainbow. I know. <laughs> no, what did you do at the Rainbow? I met an exorcist. <laughs> Lemmy's not there anymore, so they got an exorcist there now. Exactly. You can talk to Lemmy anytime you want. <laughs> yeah, I want to. <laughs> totally can. can. you do that? I have. Oh, man, you have? I have. Lemmy was a good friend of mine. Uh, totally, yes. I would love to talk to him I have again. talked to him many times now. Do you have to go to the Rainbow to do it? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, that's the next... Whenever uh, he wants to come in, he comes in. That's, that's how it works. That's the next episode. Actually, <laughs> Lemmy's one of the higher uh, the higher entities that's going to help you expel the demons, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's re- it's funny. I, I In life, I never met him. Uh-huh. But I feel like he's so like one of my best friends now because he's always around. He's just that kind of that guy. Like he likes to be around. He likes to make jokes and he likes to be like you know talking about ladies and talking about. You're kidding me! Just hanging around. He sometimes he asks for drinks. Sometimes I light cigarettes for him. Cigarettes go down. Yeah. And why? And why you? You've never met him. Because somebody I knew did and asked once. Oh, I see. Somebody was like, "Hey, I used to know him. Do you think you could talk to him?" And ever since you opened the conduit, he's like. Cool, someone's listening, you know, because he was that guy. He's like, cool, man, check this out. Well, our favorite our favorite show was Faulty Towers. It's an English TV show from the 70s, and one of the guys just died in it. So I've been watching Faulty Towers this whole week thinking about Lemmy. Uh, so tell him so I've been funny. watching Faulty so Towers. I'm sure, I'm sure he knows. That's great, man. Oh, it's so cool. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Rachel Stavis. Uh, what an amazing story she has. And when you talk with her, once again, uh, there's something there. I mean, she is definitely... Um, She's been through this, for sure. She believes in this, and to her, it is all completely real. And when you talk to her, you can hear the conviction in her voice. And um, if you want to know more about Rachel, you can pre-order her amazing new book. It's called Sister of Darkness, The Chronicles of a Modern Exorcist. That's coming out on October 24th, 2017, but you can pre-order it now uh, through Barnes & Noble, through Amazon, through HarperCollins, a lot of different places. Go check this out. Pre-order it now, but October 24th, Sisters of Darkness, The Chronicles of a Modern Exorcist by Rachel Stavis is coming out. Pre-order it now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any place that you uh, pre-order books. And don't forget to pre-order No is a Four-Letter Word, How I Failed Spelling but Succeeded in Life, my fourth book, a little bit more of a self-help uh, type of a thing. Uh, um, a mem- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-help, how to better yourself. Uh, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Go check out uh, both that and Sister of Darkness uh, today. 
pre-order them now. Pre-order them together. Sister of Darkness and Noah's a four-letter word. So there you go. Um, and thanks to Rachel. What a tremendous, tremendous uh, guest that she was. And speaking of tremendous, let's see what the tremendous Team Tiger Awesome crew are selling you this week. Time and time again, we've seen people, good people, get caught in the past. Trapped with no way to tell their loved ones they've careened backwards through time. Well, Starnes and Burke are a legal firm that can help. When you engage our services, we'll hold an envelope filled with your message for the future as long as you specify, without looking inside. And when you tell us a time and place to meet someone that doesn't even exist yet, we won't ask questions. We'll just be there. Don't carve your secret plans into a tree or scratch it into a building with a nail. Give it to the only firm you can trust, Starnes and Burke. Be sure to fill your envelope with messages about the Team Tiger Awesome Show. Available every Sunday on the Jericho Network, right here on Podcast One. It can only come from the minds of Team Tiger Awesome, and that's why you need to be listening to their show every Sunday on the Jericho Network at Podcast One. Go subscribe at Apple Podcasts and make sure to leave a five-star rating and review, and go ahead and do the same for all the shows on the Jericho Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, new episodes every Monday, including Gene Simmons this week. Wow, that's huge. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus, new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, Cyrus is live from Japan, from the Tokyo Dome, uh, talking about the best of the Super Juniors in New Japan. The Raven Effect, new episodes every Monday, Raven's talking about all of his time in Portland, uh, one of the most uh, underrated wrestling promotions of all time. A lot of huge stars came from Portland, including uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Raven himself. Then, of course, the flagship show, Keeping It 100 with Conan, on Thursdays every week. It gets funnier and better. It's definitely one of my favorite shows on the uh, podcast scene right now. And Beyond the Darkness, talking all things paranormal every Monday through Friday, five days a week. And if that's not enough, the Beyond the Darkness team also have another podcast, True Crime Tuesdays. You can get this one exclusively at patreon.com. Sign up, and for just five bucks a month, you get a new episode every Tuesday without any ads. These episodes are completely commercial-free, so get to patreon.com. Sign up for True Crime Tuesdays now if you want some more uh, uh, chills and thrills in your podcast world. All right. Uh, like I said, Fozzie headed to uh, to Donington, to the Nottingham Derbyshire Derby area, to the Download Festival. We will be there June 11th on the main stage, kicking it off at 11 a.m. I know it's early, but I'm going to be there ready to rock, and I expect you to be there the same. Last time we played that early, there was about 40,000 people there, so we will expect the same. This time, it's going to rock. Uh, I'm also hosting the Metal Hammer Golden Gods Awards on June 12th at the Indio at the O2 Arena in London, and then the 13th, we're at the Crawford Arms in Milton Keynes with Fozzie. That's sold out. Uh, we might have another gig on the 14th uh, that's probably sold out as well a huge announcement on friday of an upcoming tour of europe and the uk also doing the words of jericho show tomorrow night in dublin at vicar street a few tickets left uh the belfast tonight was awesome i'll tell you what a hilarious time great great time i love ireland we love you belfast we'll see you very soon there's also another words of jericho show scheduled from a hometown of winnipeg with special guests lance storm and cyrus august 25th at the club region event center tickets available at Ticketmaster. it's going to be a blast i'm from winnipeg you idiots and hey let me give one last shout out to all the great talk is jericho sponsors find them all at podcast1.com click on the killer deals button at the top of the page then hit the talk is jericho button thanks to dd 
ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga app and all DDPY merch. Saxunderwear.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off your first order of the most comfortable uh, form-fitting underwear you're ever going to wear. Loot Crate. Get your WWE Slam Crate at lootcrate.com slash talk. Use the promo code talk to get $3 off your first crate at lootcrate.com. Four Horsemen. Also tell me Little Caesars. God, what a great pizza coming up to the half and half. The pepperoni on one side, the three meat treat on the other. Go to Little Caesars. Check that out. And A&E. History. Don't forget about Alone. What a riveting, riveting series that's going to be. Thanks to everybody. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next on Friday. By popular demand. The return of Talking Shop. That's right. Talking Shop live in Nuremberg, Germany. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Chris Jericho, and the rotating fourth, Primo Cologne. Listen to how we get Reptile booked in Puerto Rico with Carlos Cologne. And also special guest appearance by Anthrax. You can't write this stuff, guys. Trust me. It's one of the most ridiculous. Actually, they're all ridiculous. I don't have to sell this to you. We'll see you on Friday for Talking Shop live in Nuremberg. We'll see you uh, tomorrow night, Dublin, uh, uh, for uh, the words of Jericho. And Sunday, Download 11 a.m. We're kicking off the main stage. We'll see you there in a big stay hungry, stay cool, and a yeah, boy! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.